What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Carbonite Bounty BS. Me and the hope everybody's had a good week. Going on and glad to get back with everybody and discuss this uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 3 as we get on the back end of Rebels and uh, get towards conclusion and what everybody's waiting for over this festive period of, you know, the Book of Boba finishing off the month. So yeah. a, lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting content coming for everybody. This definitely is the way for sure. But before we get into anything, let's let DP know where to find us at. Nerdsidecabita.com, people, make sure that you're going to that site. You will find all our links there on our social media platforms at um, Facebook, Twitter, and also on Instagram at Nerdcyclopedia. Um, make sure that you are also subscribing. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Um, also hitting that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. We also got a Facebook group. Join that group. We are always discussing and memeing different Star Wars stuff. Tom Hasting, he's on there just like killing it on the meme game. You know, it's, it's an awesome thing to actually, you know, take part in and everything. Um, also, if you are on in the car, you know, and love listening to podcasts, we are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Leave us also some feedback, nerds at nerdslikecyclopedia.com. Good stuff, guys, and you know, we're back. (laughs) We definitely are. We appreciate everything Hitch does. Now that we got some live graphics interaction as well, so look at us, man. It's moving on up in the world, huh? That's right. You know, I was actually this. uh, This is way off topic for Star Wars, but I was actually just uh, looking back at some of our work from 2018 and 2019, and you're absolutely right. We've really come a long way as a channel, not just in you know the way things look, which is much better. Because when we were just figuring out how to do this, uh, me and DP, everything looked crappy, but that's okay because we uh, <laughs> we were learning, right? Uh, and now things look great, and now the content's so much better. Thank you know we've passed our one year anniversary with uh, with Team Mitch here, and you know Ken's been with us for a couple years. So, you know, uh, you know, for me and uh, for me and DP, you know, uh, thank you very much to both of you guys for sticking with us and uh, you know being on the channel and being you know such great conversation partners. Honestly, like we really couldn't. Yep. We couldn't do this without you guys. And when we tried, we tried really hard to not people on it. Just kidding. You guys bring uh, that extra energy, and we definitely appreciate that. For sure. So, you know, thank you guys. Uh, now that you mentioned that, yeah, we've really come a long way. Uh, I'm super excited about the channel for sure. Yeah, it's, and I echo that as well. I mean, it's it's been a fun journey. I mean, I remember the first couple ones. I'm like, man, this is rough. And then, you know, <laughs> just you know, I was watching somebody old with some of the first ones where you're doing a man. I was just like, geez, man. But no, it's definitely becoming. It's crazy. It seems like as our channel grows, I mean, look at the Star Wars content. It's growing. I mean, it, yeah. production levels are kicking up. So, you know, more and more stuff. More and more exciting. You know. Things coming out. We got Kenobi in May, which we'll probably find out a trailer. I'm guessing at the Super Bowl. They'll probably yeah. do Super Bowl or like a Good Morning America sometime in that time frame in the end of uh, January for the first trailer there. But um, yeah, we got Kenobi. We got Andor. We got the Acolyte. Um, Ahsoka. Can't forget Ahsoka, about Ahsoka. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of big things going on. So, you know. And then, uh, as we said, even in the Facebook group, a lot of interaction going on with some of the uh, graphic novels, some of the EU stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, please interact with us. Uh, if you're in the car, as we said, listening, watching, wherever you're tuning in, just please interact with us. There's so many ways to find us, and we love to talk and hear from everybody. 
But uh, yeah, guys, just kind of kicking things off. Ken, what were your kind of initial reactions on this kind of first run uh, of the first seven episodes of season three? So the first episode, so seeing Ezra transformed, I mean, from the last episode of season two to, to, to the first episode of season three, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's cleaned, he's polished. He like grew up, he grew up, he matured. He grew into his Padawan self. Um, and then, you know, of course, Ezra has gone through a change too, you know, you know, just in, internally with all the, uh, conflict and everything. And they build on that. Cause at first I was like, where did that happen? What, what happened? Where do you, how did he go from this like brash sort of arrogant kid to, I mean, he's basically a, a, a Jedi. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty, uh, matured. Um, and I'm guessing that they're, that we're going to get a little bit of that, you know, in the next yeah. couple episodes, you know, I think more in the mid it comes where yeah. we see what, uh, Kanan kind of was, because he went through something too. So we're going to see see that relationship grow. <clears throat> I mean, this is such a polished series. I mean, it really has a lot of things that not that I didn't didn't like Clone Wars, but Clone Wars was still kind of comic booky. This is this is a little more dealt oriented stuff. Um I really enjoyed this uh, little set of episodes. Um the next set uh, does a lot does a lot too. So this is a great season. I think we're going to have a good time. Yeah. And even uh, just to piggyback on my first social thoughts, I mean, you, you are right about Ezra, the kind of metamorphosis of him as a Jedi. Um, and obviously with, you know, Kanan obviously losing his sight, um, you know, somebody goes through tragedy like that, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, even in personal life, you know, and as we tie these stories of personal life, he's basically Kanan's eyes right now. As Kanan mm -hmm. tunes himself to the Force, so it, it kind of shows you, you know, through Star Wars, you know, in real life, how that sharpened Ezra's mind, you know, to be the eyes for Kanan. To to and, it, and it's kind of one of them things, you know, sometimes through lawsuits we see with the Anakin and the Skywalker saga, what you know leads people to do other things, and you know how strong you can be, or how weak you can be, or susceptible to be to certain things. So I really like how this ties in still to the Skywalker saga with some of these themes, and you know the way it ties everything together. So yeah, I can really piggyback on what you said with Ezra early in this season so far. Yeah, and it's more like so part of being a Jedi is being able to overcome. So Correct. what what's some a big thing that you'd have to overcome when you lose your sight. You lose a hand. You right. lose you use your legs and arms. I mean, you really have to now that's a little more dark side, but you really have to dig deep and, and find strength to move on and get past the physical detriment. Because in the long in, with the force it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you you can see. Because you use the force to see, and the force doesn't is the force doesn't use an organ to see. Right. It uses your uses your mind. So unless you lose your head, which then it doesn't matter anymore. But the, it really goes to the the strength and the mental strength that Jedi need to build on themselves. And I think once you get a a detriment like that, it makes you that much stronger. Right. Well, think about what Ezra, what Ezra's becoming here at, at the beginning of season three. You know, he he does that force the he does the mind trick on the pilot of that yeah. walker, and and it is brutal. 
It is just brutal. He forces this this person to gun all down all their friends and then tumble to their own demise. I mean, that is just straight up gangster. That is as dark side as it gets, right? I mean, goodness gracious. And 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 why is this? Because you know, Ezra and Kanan face the same trial. It, it's blindness. They've both been blinded by Maul, right? Uh, Kanan, in a literal sense, he's been been blinded by Maul but in a way that opens up his uh, his awareness of the Force. So he sees now in the Force, and uh, Ezra has been blinded in the Force. He thinks he can use the Holocron for good. He thinks he can use dark side tactics for a better pur- for a good purpose, right? Thinks he can go down the Primrose path, uh, but he's more more capable and dangerous than ever in, in this batch of episodes. If, if there's anybody that uh, Ezra reminds me of here, uh, in these first couple missions that he's leading is, is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, and obviously it's intentional to, to echo as, as you guys were saying with the, you know, to echo what Anakin went through as far as the tribulations of, of Anakin Skywalker, but we just saw him like last week in this show, right? Like we just saw him at the end of season two. So that is all carrying forward and, and, and seeing Kanan go through the sort of, you know, turning to be basically like daredevil, I guess, you know, he doesn't really need to see cause he can use the force. Uh, you know, so it's just a way to cheat. It's just cheap, right? right. <laughs> you can really see. Yeah. I mean, we get it, right? It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's it's a show, right? It's all right. <laughs> We're not mad about yeah. it, or whatever. No, we can't dig that deep, can we? No, no, it's cool. It's just he's a space yeah. wizard. He can see without seeing. Uh, right. But I think it's interesting that Maul was the one that blinded them both, and and, and you know, I uh, I just think that that was a very very well written, like um, you know, uh, like a three D sort of type of plot point right uh everything does to dovetails together really really nice i love the you know the appearance of wedge antilles mm. man i i love seeing me so much and, and you know i know we talked when we um you know we were talking mandalorian i am constantly saying hey i want you know race squadron i want you know uh i want to see these these monsters of the week this mission of the week and i want to see guys from rogue squadron and who who else who better to show up and represent rogue squadron than mr rogue squadron himself wedge antilles uh that's that's a name i i, I really i enjoyed seeing I like yeah that. i mean it's it's i mean it's, I, i'm echoing everything that you guys are saying and um um i mean especially like you know the parallels between anakin and um, ezra um, you know, seeing Ezra be a little bit more brash, a little bit more confident in his, um, you know, Jedi, you know, abilities and everything. Um, and those shades of Anakin are, are, are definitely there. Um, and, you know, Ken, you were talking about how the things just keep popping up, you know, um, trying to, you know, face an obstacle, overcoming it, um, put something that's, you know, right in your way and doing your best to try to, 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 to overcome those obstacles. I mean, that's that's what Star Wars is all about, going all the way back to like Skywalker, you know, facing his trials and tribulations to um to what we see with Anakin, you know, throughout like you know the Clone Wars and now you know with Ezra, you know, Bridger, um even Kanan to the you know to his degree. I I, I don't I wasn't so much feeling the whole you know blindness thing. I, I totally I, I I remember that happening in the um, final episodes of the previous season. I didn't expect to 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 just 
keep it going and everything. And then when I seen how they were going to play it out, like you said, the Daredevil type thing, I'm like, oh, okay. But I do like a sight. Yeah, I do like some sight with can't you know Kanan and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean the the, the first seven episodes introduced Thrawn. Finally, I get to see the guy, you yeah. know, you know, in the flesh yeah. and everything, and he's like, you know, awesome to see. You know, I can't wait to see more of him. Um, he's just like laid back, and nothing gets to this guy. Yeah. Nothing just. He's, gets to this guy. he's calm and cool. He's calculated. It, it's almost like he knew you were going to say that, oh, right? Wrong, he, he knew you were going to say that, and he he just he just stayed cool. You know, and I, he's he's really great. Um, they are doing a. He's getting his own series, right? Yeah, he will. I, mean, I, I believe gonna, so. He's going to be the big bad of the. Villain, yeah, he's the Thanos of uh, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, now. yeah. So but he's cool. yeah, but he's much more. Uh, Thanos is like brute strength, right? Yeah, he'll just overpower you. He doesn't care what you will do because he will just. He doesn't matter. You can't hurt him. But Thrawn, Thrawn's cool because, like you were saying, he'll be like, "I knew you were going to say that." But he would say something like, I knew of the options you had. This thing that you said is the fifth most optimal option. And the correct repost is this. That's what he would say. And, yeah. and he would say, the better the better rebuttal for you would be this. <laughs> he would say yeah. that. Like, that would have damaged my argument this, this yeah. way. He's a Star Wars brainiac. Yeah. Yeah. Really. He's super I mean, cool. He has, yeah. So, but he, yeah, he has all the options. He has everything kind of way before it happens. So... And it is cool because I was reading some um, interesting things about the uh, where the chest is from as far as the unknown regions, which mm. we'll get into in the future and whatnot. And it's very interesting about, you know, him, the chest, the unknown regions, the fact that, you know, how he even got to where he is now in some of the novels, mm. because the chest can't even navigate from the unknown regions to this part of space. So de facto, I mean, he's still a mystery to this day. People don't know how he got out the unknown regions. Is he a plant for the Chiss to some point take over as the new empire? It's drawn as a very interesting character. And as we, as, as you guys say, I think we'll see him a lot more prevalent in future Star Wars series. So, so my question with Thrawn and, and I mean, I mean, it's been Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. I've been hearing this name for like so, such a long time. How does a person, and maybe, maybe this will just be revealed over time, but just ask it now. How does a, a, a being as powerful and smart as him fold himself under the empire? Like, why is he aligned with them? You know, I mean, it's why? Why not? They have so they have the power. They have the power, but also at the time when they discovered him, this is when Palpatine was finding out about the unknown regions because his body was dying. So as they sent people to the unknown regions, they discovered the Chiss, which is this race of his people mm -hmm. somehow they recruited him into the empire but as of to current day nobody knows why he was recruited if he's a plant for the rebels is he a plant for the chiss to take over or is he a plant for literally just being somebody that is you know you know legal loyal to the rebellion nobody knows his true intentions yet and even in the eu it's never been said what his intentions were or really like you're saying how or why he agreed to join the empire but he was found in the unknown regions when they were okay. trying to uh, okay. discover that for um, Palpatine's body. Yeah, the Chiss homeworld's wild, man. 
There's a in the EU, and who knows how much of this they'll keep. But you imagine right. some of this stuff is probably in. I, I'm they're like they're very non-emotional, and they live on this like really cold planet. So they are like sort of like ice giants from Thor a little bit. Uh, they got the red eyes. They're super militaristic to the point where like you know it, it like they're they're like the Romans almost. You know what I mean? Like they are ready to fight all the time forever. And so to, to what Trenton said, there's 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 some speculation that what Thrawn was doing was going to reconnoiter with the Emperor, but the Empire was. And then when they gave him the keys to everything, it was just sort of like, oh, well, that was easy <laughs> to, get in to get in charge of everything, right? Maybe I'll stay here. Uh, right. Maybe I'll just be in charge of all of you idiots. I guess I'll just do it. Uh, so that's, that's something that's pretty wild. One of the crazy things that I remember this vividly from the EU uh, is they go to Thrawn's homeworld and they're looking for some sort of archaic knowledge and they go to a place and I remember the, they're describing this and this is just one of those like uh, B, B, B sci-fi novel things. They're like, but the but the types of data records they had were super ancient. They were little sheets of pounded out wood pulp that were smashed together and had actual ink on them. So they're actually in a library in Star Wars. And I was just like, this is so lame. You could go anywhere in Star Wars and you took me to a library? A library with papaya I mean, paper. <laughs> I mean, first of all, support your public libraries. Libraries are awesome. But <laughs> at, if I'm plotting a Star Wars story, one of the necessary stops is not my local public library. Now, if I want to read a Star Wars story, that would be a, a very necessary stop. That's why we should support them. But for this purpose, well, not exactly. Library in the in the um, in the temple. That's right. Temple. It was, it that's, was a huge library. That's, that's all right, was. Ken. And that was a stupid thing to do. Movie <laughs> too. I'm the library where there's just tables you can see under and books everywhere. You, yeah, it made sense though, right? I mean, you're, the Jedi. I can't yeah. find this. They weren't fighting anyone, so they were keeping the knowledge. They were. Just, I'm saying. I'm planet. talking about. Remember when they ran in there to hide from Anakin? Like that's the that's probably the worst place to hide and hide and go seek a library. <laughs> Wide open, like wide open hallways. Like, yeah, that's great. Tables with, you know. I just thought it was terrible that they played that whole scene for laughs. You know, he kept saying Marco and the Jedi kept saying Polo, like reflexively, and he's just cutting them down. You know, it was just <laughs> really not cool. He was hiding between Y and Z. Right. <laughs> they never should have put that that mustache and the funny nose and glasses on him either. It was messed up. Very bad choice. How about, um, the the Mandalorian stormtroopers like I'm like where did what is, what is that come from <laughs> awesome right yeah that was crazy you know yeah um, they keep dipping Sabine in there as well which is pretty cool you know yeah. she keeps getting her her screen time so yeah 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 fleshing the flesh of her story out and um you know um you know her backstory and everything and um how the one um, Mandalorian stormtrooper I'm I'm like how does that even work. You know, they have their own, like, you know, religion and lore and everything, but they, it's just half of them, like, decided to fold into, like, you know, the Empire or parts of them decided to fold into that. And then you got the rest of them, you know, you got all these different factions of Mandalorian. And I mean, they, they like to fight. So, yeah. you, you, you know, you like, you like, and you like to have the, yeah. the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's always the Mandalorian stuff and, you know, Ken and, and, um, Hitch can detest this. It's always kind of a slippery slope because in the EU, you don't know where they went from the story with the War of Mandalore because they've seized Mandalore like 8,000 times. Yeah. So you have these Mandalorians who join the Empire and they have like these like Death Squad type. And then you have the Death Watch, which is like the traditional like mm -hmm. 
religious kind of outcasts that are the people who do not take their helmets off. They are the people, you know, with the, you know, the original, you know, so to speak, original Mandalorian. So it's always a slippery slope because you don't know what side or what story they're telling or where they come from. Because as you said, this could have been the Mandalorian War and they were just, you know, kind of slaves of the Empire or maybe that, um, you know, Palpatine's kind of grip on him. Maybe they, he has control of Mandalore right now. That's the thing. Nobody really knows. So interested to see with the flow universe, what they kind of do. Hopefully we find that out in the Mandalorian season three or some of it, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do because this would be like a new age Mandalorian war after Revan and Malik and the hundreds of years of, you know, Mandalorian wars we fought in the past. This will be a whole new chapter for the Mandalorian war. We haven't even got any of Palpatine yet. Only the only visage of Palpatine we got was when um when he was talking on the TV screen, right? Yeah, he popped up and he was like, "Lord Vader, the plot <laughs> is not advanced sufficiently for yeah. you to be involved. Go do yeah, some I other stuff." To, I had to make a presence, make my presence known because they weren't aware of me yet. They <laughs> Lord are. Vader, you left with the keys again. I need to get scored. into the camper. <laughs> I left. I left my Kenny Loggins tapes in there. <laughs> it's only was that simple. Oh man, man, yeah. Um, you know, um, Palpatine stories, like, like you know, what we what we even get in this universe, you know, um, if if Rebels doesn't even touch that. Do you think no, he no. tells other people like how he like like his ultimate like sell job is like selling selling Vader? He's like, and then we're in the opera, and I was just like, hey, Vader, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everyone around is like, oh yeah, way to go! <laughs> way to go. He's, nah, I can't yeah, he's one of those um, guys. He's a bragger. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, Palpy. We miss Palpy when he's not around. And and it's, this is it's always it's weird because I feel like the, the sequel trilogy was really haunted by too much Palpatine. And like this series, I kind of wish there was a little more Palpatine. So it's just like I just gotta get the right Palpatine line. Oh, you're you're giving the sequel cr- trilogy too much credit. It was only one movie that had him yeah. in there. Hey now, they planned for him oh, to be mean? involved the whole oh, they time. Planned it from the beginning. Okay. From the well, beginning. Yeah, no. Remember remember what they so, said though? Think, he he was he was Snoke, remember? He was a uh, Snoke was a clone of him that he the was whole controlling time. from the other side of the galaxy. I wish Snoke would have been an enormous alien like they were hitting at in, in episode. That's what I thought seven, he was right? gonna be some like. What if they just like show up and he's eighty feet tall? Like yeah. whoa! I thought he was gonna have this, you know, something it's like, cool. Oh, it's like some yeah, Gal- really some Galactus type looking guy. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, then you see him in episode nine in uh, Super Saiyan costume. His suit was red. I can't wait till we get into that. Oh my gosh! The more yeah, we talk no, about just, it, the more I the just, rating goes down. I oh. just watched Rise, Rise the, uh, oh my God. the Rise of Skywalker, and it's a red suit on. Like <laughs> it just seemed like they realized they were losing us, and they had to throw <laughs> everything they Uh-oh, could. Oh no! And you're oh, going no! From perfect ten. Ken. Perfect ten. Ken is going yet down the another rate. thing and changed by the what? pandemic. Yeah, yeah, we are. Mask up. <laughs> Perfect ten Ken might be lowering a rating. This is Perfect scary. Ten Ken. Oh boy. We had to throw everything in there. 
to make to get us all back to real thing because they lost us with the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. And we're like, okay, how do we bring this back yeah, so it feels like a Star Wars film again? All right, just for fun. Just make him Super Saiyan. You make him Super Saiyan. He didn't have the blonde hair. Yeah, but that then is it really Super Saiyan? Well, it depends. It can be blue and he can be a god now, as we saw in the Macy's parade. <laughs> well, that, I love that, man. I love to see it. All right, guys. Now it's time for the pressure point, the pain point of the week. We have to rank the sequel trilogy films amongst themselves objectively. Seven, eight, and nine. Now, I feel as, like... As it, a set or individually? I mean, individually. we... Listen, your, your you criteria, your criteria, man, you got to you make your own criteria. So for me... We we have to talk about like the effect, like what effect did this movie have on on Star Wars? So I would say episode episode seven, followed by episode. Watch it. <laughs> Are you going to call that eight? Because I'm going to call that. Uh, I'm going to go seven and nine. Eight is. I'm going to say I'm going to say seven. I actually think that I would rank them in reverse order. Really. So seven is the best one, followed by eight. Correct. Followed by followed by nine, which is which is the worst of the three. Um, you put it way, way, way back, way, way, way back there. So it's you're ranking them anyway, the order that they were released. Yeah. Right. Boy, that, that's not very controversial. And it's funny because that's the tiebreaker I was going to use. So even if I just said they're all equally shitty, that would be, <laughs> would be the result. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go nine, seven, eight. You like nine, nine the best? I just got some lightsaber action. So I mean, yeah. I mean that's can I get that's all I wanted to see for three movies. I mean, yeah, the, they the fought Praetorian, they fought Temple Guards mm. in the second one, which had no yeah. powers, but whatever. The the fight between Kylo and Ray on the on the busted up piece of Death Star mm. was, was yeah. great, legendary. I mean, what about the scene cool. with her and her clone or the whatever the vision? That was sick when she pulled that yeah, double blade out. It was like, too fast though. It was like yeah. done. But when and then even at the end, Kylo and Ray at the end, at the end of the battle, it was it was Vader and Kenobi, like a new hope, Vader and Kenobi. They were just hacking at each other. There was no no special effects. They were just it was just anger. And you right. could tell who the aggressor was and who the who who was on defense. You know, it was it was a great it was a great scene. That's why I would put it one. The ending, the, the thing that destroyed me with nine, though, and that's still the best, is how does Palpatine not pull a lightsaber out? This is him at his strongest. You you duel with a saber. That's like you know, it's it's your saber fighter. You have he does to, it. He has to pull out the saber, and then the fact he that she it. can him at his strongest point, he's controlling everything. So you're telling me your lightsaber is strong enough to blast to, to deflect his strongest blast, and that's it. Like Which Yoda on. couldn't do. I mean, exactly. he fought. He fought Yoda with a lightsaber, and and frankly, he's already done it. So, like in episode, by the time episode we get to episode nine, I mean, we're anticipating that he's gonna go like whoop and have a lightsaber, right? Because that's like his deal. He's always had in his sleeves, yeah. Both of them. Right. He's had two. We should be thinking it's it was sort of like we should be thinking at the end of episode nine. Hey, it's really weird that he didn't have a lightsaber on him at the end <laughs> of episode six, and he was just like that overconfident that he was just like, I don't even I don't even need a weapon. These guys are so, I have Vader so under my thumb, I don't even need a weapon. This, yeah, that's Palpatine's hubris. And then to find out that no, he didn't, he didn't, he just didn't have his lightsaber because that body was irrelevant. <laughs> when it died, I was like, ah, he's still alive, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go nine, seven, eight. Eight, I told you guys. I can't do eight. I just, I can't. The Praetorian Guard is like some rip-off Temple Guards. Like, it just, for, if I'm watching it itself as a movie, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half just for watching the movie. But in the continuance, no. He just went off the rails a little bit. But once again, we have to we have to remember there's different movies that we didn't get to see because Carrie Fisher died. Right? There's a different episode nine that, that is right. much different because she's involved in training. Like there's a lot more of that that we see. Right. And so the whole story is different. And again, you know, episode eight is a good it's a good companion to seven, but it's more like a, a it's like you know the Hedge Knight novellas in uh, Game of Thrones, right? It's not a main mainline thing. It's like an extra thing. You know, like, what makes um, it more to one. You know what makes it more disgusting, though? Well, it makes the, it fact that the fact that before Carrie Fisher died, when Carl Javara wrote his episode nine, if you guys read that script, oh my gosh. She's like not even in it. Hmm. The then, duel of the so then, so did you so they go all yet? the way through. No, I have never read it, but they go all the way through to to rewrite episode nine so that she's involved and then she dies. I mean, that's the sort of thing that I think makes it really hard to even judge these movies. Right. Because there's a version of them that is much more unified and complete that gets made because, you know, the star doesn't pass away too early. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that's like the world, right? You know what I mean? The potential versus actualization, blah, blah, blah. Alas, I'm York. Maloney, <laughs> yeah. all he's going to do is like, um, you know, fill in those blanks and stuff where everything was going to end up making some sense at some point. Oh, they will. He'll 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 come in and clean the he'll come in and clean the trilogies up. In yeah. hindsight, these trilogies will look way way better once he you know puts his hands on like the story afterwards. Just like how he did like the um the the prequel trilogy, you know, made Clone Wars. It just made everything look beautiful. Well, not beautiful, but <laughs> made everything look a lot better than what it was than what we remembered it when um when when we first watched the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And he realized there were holes in it. There were things that they couldn't do with right. based you know based on like the technology at the time or maybe the talent, maybe the the, the writing talent or the you or, know, or just overall story because yeah I mean that's such an expense. The Clone Wars in itself was just an expansive story that needed to be told over a long period of time you know um i mean to, t to tell to try to tell that in like three movies you know sort of if the, with, with like a couple years three two or three years of you know spread out of um apart i it's it just wasn't doing much justification and stuff so the um the whole clone wars series did did to as far as i'm concerned especially season seven. Oh my god it just did the whole thing justice. I mean, you guys heard the news, though, right? Ever since, you know, Disney's backtracked their story with um, Scarlett Johansson, well, uh, Adam Driver has been openly said that he's open to coming back. Uh, John Boyega now has openly said he's potentially coming to come back because they're looking at doing a spin, a spin series. And uh, haven't heard anything from Oscar Isaacs because Oscar Isaacs is super busy. But uh, obviously hey, Daisy, Daisy Ridley's, yeah, Daisy Ridley's open to come back. But uh, you'll see. I, I think they are going to do maybe not retconning, but you're going to see a lot of post episode nine stuff come out. Um, interesting because the actors all said that they're willing to work again with LucasArts with some Star Wars, which wasn't the case a couple what when we started this, you know, about a year ago since I've, I've joined everybody and John Boyega had his kind of falling out, so to speak. So, well, a lot has changed in the in Star Wars since episode nine, it sort of was a big 
fart. You know what I mean? Like it, it landed like a wet fart, and that and that sort of was really terrible. And then Mandalorian season two sort of right unmessed un that up, right? I mean, it was just really good. So that really reinvigorated, you know, uh, the Star Wars fandom, and and, I, and honestly pushed the Star Wars fandom, I think, more to TV and Adam movies. It's weird, like it's now. And maybe it's just our perspective because we're going through Rebels and we're going through Clone Wars. No, no, you know? no I, I, you're, you're absolutely correct because they're not – I mean, it hasn't been another Star Wars movie out since then, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, they were talking about doing these like every single year, mm -hmm. you know, the Star Wars movies and stuff. I mean, when Mandalorian came out, you know, the you're, you're right. They, they pushed everything to like Disney Plus. Uh, we're going to do all this, start announcing all these projects for, like Disney Plus. On the movies, I mean, we had Patty Jenkins take it off the movie and put it right back on and stuff. They can't uh -huh. really decide how they're going to go about the main, like the 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 um the big franchise stuff. You know, they want to get the right story for that, but they got these these um the Disney Plus stuff. They got a whole bunch of it's it's a better way to tell the story. You know, the movies you can you can maybe do like your big fight special effects and um just you know just bring the character stuff that you establish in the shows up into the movie i don't know but um it's it's, it's got to be a way they, they they figure out the movie part because the 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 tv part is just wrecking the job i think they announced a new game too this week you know you saw that at star wars eclipse right a new game oh there's a trailer you guys have to watch it if anybody on the channel has not seen it type in star wars eclipse wow yeah it's crazy it's coming nice. out they announced at the Video Game Awards. So, yeah, they have a big new project coming out with the uh, Star Wars Eclipse in this current time frame um, as well. So um, that that's a big a big thing they just announced this past week here. That's interesting. Yeah. I've not played a Star Wars game in a hot minute, and that's probably just because I'm old. You have to play that Cal Kestis one, man. Come on. You I, have I have to play all. I have to do a lot of stuff. I get behind. You know, what can it's, I say? It's, it's amazing with this universe how they respect each other's boundaries and stuff. You know, they are <laughs> real. Yes. <laughs> um, but how they respect their boundaries as far as stories between all these these different platforms, the video games and the um and the um, you know, the movies, the TV shows and stuff, and don't really step over you know, each other's, I mean, who keeps track of the Bible? You know, if something happens here, it can't happen over there. You know, oh, if something Star happens Wars, in the movie, Star Wars has plenty, plenty of people that will tell them the Bible, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And, and the LucasArts one, I'm sure, and whatever Dave has is so, is, is going to be more, you know what I mean, more detailed and have actual access to the, like the developmental and, oh, we decided this and blah, blah, blah. And you know you could you could probably take any one of you know a uh, hundred thousand or so nerds and have them recite all the stuff to you, you know. Well, actually, in three years, AB one, what happened is the the prince consort came, blah blah blah, right? Yeah, but the respect of it is just like I mean the Star Wars um, fandom and you know um, you know writers and creatives, the respect of keeping the the Star Wars intact is right there. I mean, the biggest thing that they did was get rid of the, um, the EU stuff, you know, and just put it off to the side. Um, I'm talking about things like, um, like compared to like MCU, for instance, or whatever. Some people complain that some of the characters needed to have their own stories told by themselves instead of having it tied so much to the continuity of the MCU. Whereas Star Wars, the continuity is is, is there, you know. 
and they can go off in a different platform. Like I said, the video games, the you know, the books, you know, the um, the um, the, the, the universe is so expansive. Nobody complains about okay, if Thrawn is is why why can't you tell like a Thrawn story and not have it affect what's going on in the main um canon or whatever? You know, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they, you kind of can tie though. it back. They have yeah. to tie it back real quick somehow. They could yeah, do I, that. To, I mean, if you want to tell the story, you have to tie it back. But you know, um, yeah. it, Star Wars is probably to me like the, the only thing that um, just people just respect. You know, the the, the boundaries. Yeah. If Admiral Thrawn, if Admiral, Admiral Thrawn has has Han Solo Sabacc dice, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. I'm just gonna come, come on. No, you can't do that. We'll lure him here. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah, he just and has two fuzzy dice. That's all. He <laughs> puts them right up on the star, right up on the executor. Right, he just throws it right on there. <laughs> like, hey, right on the bridge. They they hang low enough. All the stormtroopers bang their heads on it when they walk in. That's bad enough than saying like the Millennium Falcon has a set of balls hanging from the back of it. <laughs> it Solid does. Gold. It's dog. Right. Could you could you could you imagine that in a hyper? What is that in when they <laughs> in going to that in the hyperspace warp speed? Like, yeah, you want hyper warp you want in warp speed, yeah. With them flying, they're gone. Like they tangled go? behind. Yeah. <laughs> you have to lock them up. You have to like landing gear. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, just shooting the Millennium Falcon as it comes into Bespin. <laughs> you gotta pull your truck nuts up, Millennium Falcon. <laughs> you're like our landing pad with those things. You can't leave that junk hanging out all over the place. <laughs> That's a hunk of junk. And junk's right. <laughs> Which you know what I'm interested in? Luke, Luke being like, that ship? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's a better line. <laughs> that, that one, that one. Yeah. And then Han would be like, "Hey, truck nuts." That's the line. That's the line of the day. Truck nuts <laughs> on a Millennium Falcon. You only get it here, people. You only get yeah. it here. Yeah, you only get it here. Thank you. BBBS. <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's realistic, though. I mean, we can tie it in the current themes. I mean, we'll see what happens with Moff Gideon. I mean, does he? You know, uh, does, no, we haven't. He, he's he's another big character. I mean, I don't. I highly doubt they're going to have Giancarlo Esposito only on for what five episodes. Come on, he has no. to have a bigger role. So that's something else that they'll expand on. I mean, it's. I mean, like I said, we're what two weeks out here from um. The Book of Boba, and I think that's only yeah. like a Hawkeye type six or eight episode run. I so. think it's, it's only set for site six, so yeah, they're, they're so. going to get in and out. You know, show me how they got out of that Sarlacc pit that we were told was an inescapable calamity, in which one would be digested over the course of a thousand years. And here, I, I he's know. absolutely he, fine. Perhaps Jabba was supposed to. <laughs> Yeah. So once again, so he survived the Sarlacc, right? But yeah. once again, Mace Windu is dead. I'm going to keep bringing this up. <laughs> like, know, let's, on, let's, not, let's not pull that thread because 
because Come Thomas, because Thomas, our 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 number one fan, uh, brought up a really terrible point a couple weeks ago on um on our on our message board, which is that there is no canon death yet, yet <laughs> for, <laughs> for Jar Jar Binks, which means he could have one hundred percent show up in the book of Boba Fett at any point in time. In any of these shows, it could just be like we have a contact, Misa. Misa be secret and former. You're like, oh no. Well, and it's just like if this is the outline, he's doing the deep throat bit. Everyone could tell it's George Arbit. All you'd see are the Misa, eyes. I know the Emperor's secret. Eyes. That's it. Yeah, the eyes are just up here. Like, <laughs> Misa, no, the Emperor's secret. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do a live watch along and just see him come on the screen and watch your face. Well, <laughs> just you know, to see my- his face. Oh, I'd be so mad. I, in my exactly. mind, in my mind, what actually happened is in in Rogue One, when Caspian shoots that that guy, that Star Trek Binks in my head because that's really that really easy to do. <laughs> and boom, he's gone, and everyone's just like, "Wow, that was wow, that, that was easy. really good." Yeah, it's happy. You know, they they've exploded planets. I mean, you can you just have to put him in any one of many locations, and he could die just like Chewbacca died in in the EU on Serpentor. They blew, they, up his, the they blew up his planet when they uh, Starkiller Base hit it. Starkiller Base blew up uh, Coruscant, allegedly. That was a planet. They, that was a, that oh, was that was Coruscant? Well, that's when you I saw the people. They, I don't yeah. know. Come on, man. Stupid, these stupid yeah. physics. There's no way you would be able to see that Look, across all the star systems simultaneously. You wouldn't look like that. I mean, things are far apart. I mean, even if something happened in different planets in this solar system, you'd still get the information like minutes apart, 20 minutes apart, an hour apart. And so, frankly, I hope someone got fired over that one because it was really <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> that, that was a running theme that Coruscant got blew up, which, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that those. I didn't think that was Coruscant. It was some lame explanation. But then, but then when they said it wasn't Coruscant, I thought that was a cop-out because I thought nuking Coruscant and saying we're starting all the way over with galactic civilization was the point, right? Like, whoa, like now it's now there's no, there's not just no Jedi and no Sith. There's no like, like the seat of government for the galaxy for 10,000 years doesn't exist. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big reset button when you really think about it, but they copped out. So I didn't do it. Hmm. So Banks is still alive, everybody. Ghost, everybody needs to go Where? span, the, span the official Star Wars you, Twitter page. Let me ask you guys this: what, what media, what, what show do you think needs Jar Jar Binks? What do you need? I mean, obviously, Clone Wars is out because he's unfortunately in it. Uh, where would you put him? I mean, what would what would you have happen? What would you do with Jar Jar Binks if you had Jar Jar Binks to, to throw into Star Wars here? Last episode of Mandalorian three. He shows up for the next one. <laughs> That's where I'd put him. That way, everyone is ready for four. We can't wait to see what Jar Jar and Wah! he's just accidentally killing all those battle droids, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's cutting through them!" And he's just yeah, running he, he's, away. He's stumbling over the gun. Yeah, he's stumbling over the gun, exploding and stuff. <laughs> that, that's where I'd put him. My dark, my I, my dark premonition is coming true, and Jar Jar Binks is in like the uh, the Ahsoka series, and and he's like some sort of like main main piece. Oh, oh, that'd be a quick way. Everybody needs to go on the official Star Wars page and spam Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, bring him back, bring back Jar Jar Binks, because if oh. he shows if he shows up, 
That'll be his ultimate reaction. How does Thrawn react to um Jar Jar? <laughs> they really, they really are opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Because Thrawn really knows everything that's gonna happen. That's it plans meticulously. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Super yeah. uncool looking alien, stupid looking alien. Makes no sense that he's even around because, as I've stated many, Thrawn many, many times, Thrawn just can't figure him out. <laughs> As I've stated many times, Jar Jar Binks doesn't need to be in episode one beyond the first 25 minutes. Ron would take him and make him a weapon. Because <laughs> Just send him in. Something this stupid has to be dangerous. I know how to collapse the Republic. Send Binks. Return him. To... Just go there. I, I, I don't know. I feel like the guy, the guy that is the one that essentially said, you know, we're going to put Palpatine in charge. Like that guy has probably either been you know, purged by Palpatine or, or is like one of the, you know, he has to be one of the top guys in the empire or dead. I feel like there's just no middle ground in a, in a reactionary government. That's an authoritarian with one guy who can't have any competition ever, even from people in the next generation. Cause there is no next generation for him. Right. right. So either, either Binks is still tied in real tight with him or dead. I hope dead. I'm <laughs> I mean the character, obviously, not any of the people involved in the production. Uh, we're not crazy. I just don't I just don't I don't like the tone. I I like just the I like just a little bit of seriousness. I don't know. I I feel like you know if you're if you're so all you, clown. You think the jester character they went overboard with the jester? Basically, I think they had comic relief because they had plenty of banner. Listen, I we can get the, the diegetic, we can talk about episode one, too, where, where I think they really just should have left him in Gun Gun City and just left. Why'd they have to say we're gonna murder this guy? Just don't say that, just be like, ah, we don't like him, but yeah, he brought you here. And then they go, ah, you're not gonna kill this guy, right? And they go, nope, right? Well, That's they, it. They, they had to take him because there was a life debt to, to be paid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you had you have to you have to take him. You can't leave him there. He was he was tied to Qui Gon Jinn forever. So what if Hitch saves him and he has a life after Hitch? Oh my God, that and, sounds. And like I want to see him right, right next to him, right there on the right, sitting there. Misa, organize your shit behind you on the podcast. I'd be like, no, it's just all destroyed. There's a hole in my house. Right. Misa, fix your car. <laughs> 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 oh boy! I, uh, well, guys, I, yeah. I I hope he's wrong. I hope Don's wrong. <laughs> I've hoped he's wrong before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, boy. man. It's definitely been a fun episode. But uh, as, this is fun. I like how I like how season two was very like. So we had Darth Vader at the end of season two, and season three is more like the Emperor's like allies, right? So the Mandalorian right. stormtroopers and the clone, you know, the the clone army and the um the robot army there, all sort of like the pieces of the Emperor's coalition that isn't directly the in, the Empire, the Chiss, Thrawn. It's like these outsiders, right? That yeah. the rebels are now now encountering. It's not the core Empire, so it, it's interesting how they've sort of moved to the fringes almost, right? Like they're off stage, so it's kind of cool. That's my theme of the week, and I hope Jar Jar Binks is dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. No, like I mean, now. 
There's all the yeah, chatter. Definitely. Yeah, we got to spam, spam jar, return Jar Jar Binks. Uh, well, you know, you either die a hero or you live to be a villain. That's just, <laughs> that's the story of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> hmm. um, I think my thing was that, like uh, DP said, the, the as they call them, <clears throat> Imperial Mandalorians. Yeah. Or like the Death Squad, you know, the Mandalorian Death Squad for the Empire, so to speak. I mean, that was that was pretty cool to see that. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Just, I agree. And the jetpacks. Yeah. And all the um the fact that they're that there aren't all dead and the Empire is like like so push them into the stormtrooper force. And then we know the stormtroopers are are recruits. You know, they're all recruits. So it makes sense that there'd be conscripted Mandalorians because where else would I mean, you know. You already went to the Mandalorian well once, and it worked out okay. Right. I mean, because at this point, and where we are in Star Wars, they actually are now recruited humans. Mm -hmm. They're no more clones. So at this point, we are getting to the actual human, you know. And then also in this point, this is probably when the the uh, Empire started uh, tracking down Force sensitives, you know, in the in the grand timeline, or as uh, as DP uh, alludes to the um, MCU. What do they call that now with Kang? The time uh, continuum, whatever they call it. Multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse. multiverse. Yeah. Which, no spoiler warning, we'll get into that soon, though. Yeah, stop <laughs> it. Stop it now. <laughs> We're still in front of the big ones. Ken, Ken, Ken knows. He watched, he's been, he's been uh, I'm sure he's watched in the season four. But that yeah. Get, we'll dive into that a little bit as well. But, uh, yeah, guys, just to let you know as well, we uh, will resume Part two, what did we say, DP, 8 to 15? Yeah, 8 to 15, and we're going to throw in the Star Wars holiday special from last year. So we'll, we'll get into that with you guys. and you know, a little, little fun and a little holiday um, treat for you guys before the um, Christmas comes here. So, yeah, let me get into that. Everybody bring your, bring your favorite uh, non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> favorite. Uh, it's still Disney. You know. Your favorite non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage, guys. No Sarlacc juice because there's alcohol in there. I'm not allowed to get hammered and watch. I mean, I I feel like as an adult in my house, if I want to be slap slappy drunk, you know, and watch Star Wars, it's my right. And I feel like the least Star Wars could do if I'm not allowed to do that is kill off Jar Jar Binks in a way that's permanent and hilarious that I can enjoy. And I feel like that I'm owed that at this point. My dog it's agrees. Your, it's your right, you know. My dog agrees. It came over. There you go. All right, Bubba, come on. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. But um, you know, it's it's been a fun it's been a fun run. You know, as we get on this backside of season three, and we have a season left, and I think uh, season. Four is only two runs. It's like fifteen episodes, so it's it's yeah. two more. So, really, guys, we only have three. What one, two, four more episodes of um of you know rebels. And just think we how long we could have thought this was going to take. You know, when we started this this kind of journey of doing rebels. So uh, it's it's been fun. Time flies, and hope you guys enjoy listening to our banter of Jar Jar Binks and all things Star Wars and truck nuts on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's definitely been a fun one, you know. Definitely. Well, that, that's that's remain, not leaving my mind anytime soon because I can now visualize that. Jar Jar yeah. Binks. 
That was Jar Jar. They named them Jar Jar Banks. Julie's <laughs> always trying to get them off there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told you I like those. The truck nuts. That's always going to be in my mind. Every time I think of Dan Parker now, I'm going to think it's the truck nuts. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, guys. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way. way.